This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother David Kahns of United Lodge Number no. 8, Brunswick, Maine, presenting to you Volume 52, Number no. 12, December 1974. The Privileges and Pleasures of Being a Mason By Worshipful Brother Frederick H. Buck, Past Master of King Solomon's Lodge Number no. 44, Shakopee, Minnesota, at a banquet held by the Lodge in his honor to celebrate his 70 years of Masonic membership and service. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this wonderful tribute to me this evening. I am grateful to the great architect of the universe that I have been permitted to live in good health, to enjoy so long the privileges and pleasures of being a Mason. So I think I should not be censured for letting my mind wander back 70 years to tell you why I determined to unite with Masonry. I was a farm boy living with my parents on a farm a couple miles from the little village where I had gone to school and where I knew a lodge met. Of course, I'm sure I didn't have the worldly wisdom that boys of that age have today, but I am thankful that I did have enough common sense to realize that I likely had a long life ahead of me, and I'd better be planning how it was to be spent. None of my relatives at that time were Masons, nor did I know the faintest thing about the workings of the Lodge. One thing, however, I was sure of, and that was the reputation and character of its members. My high school principal, though not a Mason, had inculcated in us boys a desire to strive through education to better ourselves and emulate those who were older and wiser and had made a success of their lives. So in the membership of Norwood Lodge of Masons in Ontario, most of whom I knew, I saw a group of men, good men and true, leaders in the church, in the community, in civil and social affairs, and I reasoned that Masonry must be good or these men would not have been associated with it, much less have been its leaders. So when I reached the age of 21, I immediately petitioned and was accepted into Norwood Lodge 223 of Norwood, Ontario, Canada. Indeed, I had been patiently waiting for a couple of years to get old enough to apply. I have always been grateful for the influence these men had upon me, and it saddens me to know that every member then belonging to that lodge when I was initiated has long gone, and I alone remain. Now my memory carries me to 1911, when I had arrived in Shakopee from Canada to establish a medical practice. My predecessor, Dr. H. O. Smith, the master of the lodge here, had passed away about eight months previously. I soon learned that because of ethnic and religious differences, being a Mason in this town was at the time a definite economic liability, but not for always. I often recalled an elderly lady of a fine family coming up to my office to pay me some money, and after telling me that her family appreciated my services, she said, and Pa and I like Dr. Smith, too, even if he was a Freemason. I am proud to say that family were patients of mine as long as I was in practice here, and I am also happy to have lived to witness the almost complete disappearance from our town of those unhappy prejudices. I resolved not to be daunted, however, and attended Lodge every time I could, for there I experienced the warmest kind of fraternal welcome and was made to feel that I was no stranger there. 
to a rather lonesome young man far from home and a little bit discouraged, it always gave me a wonderful lift. Again, I found myself in the midst of a wonderful group of men bound to each other by a fraternal tie, and the word Mason meant more to me than ever. You have no idea how honored I felt when in a little over four years I was made master of the lodge. I also like to think of the time we were remodeling our present building in 1920 to make the second floor into a lodge hall. We had practically no money, so we resolved to do as much as we could ourselves. I can never forget the willingness and enthusiasm displayed by the brethren in doing this work. At the end of our evening chores, as we sat around the table with our sandwiches and coffee and discussed our plans for the next work party, what a look of satisfaction and happiness I could see on everyone's face. Brethren, I thought then that this was real fraternalism, and it was. I am happy to say that a good brotherly feeling still exists, and I more than ever realize how fortunate I was when I became a Mason 70 years ago. I could never count even a fraction of the blessings and happiness that Masonry has brought to me. I want to say to you young Masons that Masonry probably won't bring you financial gain and it is not intended to. However, if you practice it, work at it, and try to live it, you will reap a reward that no money could ever buy. One group in this lodge I have always been especially proud of is our past masters. They have been a bulwark of strength to the lodge and its officers. And as I have often said, I believe that most of them looked upon their going through the chairs as a preparatory course to fit them for greater service to the fraternity. You may be sure they are well represented at practically every meeting of the lodge. Now, lastly, I would plead for a better attendance at our meetings. We should remember that none of us was asked to join the fraternity, that we petitioned of our own free will to be admitted, and we avowed that we had no mercenary or other unworthy motives in seeking admission. We were honored by being recommended by an investigating committee and by the knowledge that every brother present voted for our admission. The Lodge surely has done its part, so shouldn't we do ours by attending as regularly as possible and supporting the officers who are doing their best to keep the Lodge alive and active? Take it from an old man who has enjoyed 70 years of masonry. You'll never regret it. Now I want to thank you all again for your kind thoughts and good wishes. Although, at my age, I cannot expect too much, I would like to be with you all a few years longer. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.